We live in a world where it's offensive to preach the gospel of Jesus and to talk about his name. And I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jesus Offensive podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Werfelman. Hope everyone is doing great. We're back to Friday. I know we had a few um, late weeks, the last few weeks. I think we did episodes each week, but we just were a little late. So uh, here we are on a Friday, which is perfect. Um, it's actually Thursday night for me. I'm just swinging in right before the bell. Um Wow. Well, I hope everyone liked uh, the last episode. I hope uh, it was fruitful. I hope people grew from it. Um, It actually did the most streams we've ever had in a week for an episode. Obviously, Justin Noop, um, you know, he's he's, uh, pretty well known right now on Instagram uh, for good reason. He's been putting out some incredible uh, videos. I highly recommend if you haven't since listening to the podcast, go follow him. Um, He puts out encouraging videos for Christians. And the thing that I love and the reason why I reached out to him was because um, he's eye to eye with uh, what Jesus Offensive believes, what I believe. Um, And I, I don't like saying it like that because then it sounds like I only align with people who you know, agree with me, but it's more so what I believe the Bible is saying. Um, and that's very important to me. I'm not going to have someone on here that doesn't believe what the Bible clearly states. And I think there's many people out there that don't preach from the Bible. So that's, that's what I mean. Um, I don't just mean, Hey, I just want people that agree with me and I'm right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for all the love on that one. Uh, thank you for the love in general on the podcast. I mean, it's just been growing this year. 2023 has been awesome so far. Uh, you guys have just blessed me and I pray that uh, this podcast has just blessed you in so many ways. Um, so yeah, I, I I just appreciate everything. And it's crazy that we're already um, kind of getting to the back end of season five. This is what happens when you <laughs> do an episode every Friday. You actually, uh, you actually, you know, get stuff pumped out quick, which is crazy. I mean, we're going to be on episode 50. I don't know what I'm going to do, but we got to do, I do something special. Maybe we'll do a little giveaway on the Instagram. If you don't follow us, it's uh, at Jesus is offensive on there. But, um, anyways, enough, enough blabber. Um, it's kind of funny because, um, the episode that we did on Jeremiah, which is the molding like clay. And then I talked about the things that I've lost in following Christ and what I've gained. And we had Justin on kind of cementing and putting all that together in, in a testimony image. Like here's what happens when you allow God to form your life. Here's what happens when you give up everything. Um, and, uh, again, his story was awesome and totally blessed me. Uh, we're definitely going to have him on again to talk about house churches here in the future. Um, but that being said, it's kind of worked out as this perfect series. And, uh, you know, it's funny cause norm- the last time I, I, named a season of a podcast was uh, learning to run. It was season three. I really love that logo. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's like trying to find something that's good again was really tough for this season, but um, we didn't really even talk much on that topic in that season. I mean, I guess we talked about it like two or three episodes about um, just walking by the Holy spirit. That was kind of the idea, like learning to run with God, you know, we're not on milk anymore type type beat. Um, but with this season, obviously if you're following on Spotify, if you're following on Apple music, unfortunately uh, the, the uh, episode 
um, banner art doesn't even show, which is kind of annoying. But if you go on our website or our Instagram or on Spotify, you see that every season has a different cover. And this cover was, um, you know, he become greater uh, and I become less. I'm, I'm totally butchering that. But uh, it was John the Baptist's words um, when he basically like passed the baton to Jesus. And I thought, wow, that's a perfect um, way to put just surrender, humility. And funnily enough, this uh, season, we've actually talked a lot about surrender. So it's actually molded well with the name. And so um, with that being said, now you put together the whole picture. What is next? Okay. So you surrender your life. You allow yourself to be molded by God. You give up your life. And like I explained though, you gain a lot. And like Justin explained, you gain these incredible experiences, these incredible stories and testimonies, but now what, right? Now it's piecing what Justin said in his story, and we're going to be teaching on it today, which is go out and make disciples. Now we've done similar episodes like this, um, but there was a um, story in the Bible that I had read and I just thought, wow, this really applies to this idea of going out and making disciples. And I think it's a really key thing. We're going to get to this in one second. I don't want to go too far here in the little intro, but um, just the idea that many people you know, they surrender to Jesus, they, they, they get born again, and then that's it for them. But really the call is to go out and make disciples. You get born again to be in touch with God. And you also get born again to go out and help others to be born again. It's like a package deal. I really believe that. And I've noticed that people who just get born again and they're satisfied with that, they don't want to go and help people. They don't want to surrender their life. Guess what? They end up falling away. So this is probably, weirdly enough, one of the most important things to your spiritual life. Now, most people say, how could going and doing ministry um, be building for my spiritual life? That's for other people. Yes, it is. But um, you really grow so much when you're pouring out. Um, and that's really a biblical, um, idea, you know, so we're going to be talking about that today. And, uh, I really hope that, uh, there's kind of a call to action. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable here, but can't seem to figure it out, but really hope there's a call to action at the end, um, where people feel, you know, like, yeah, we need to go tell, um, even just our friends about Jesus. So anyways, let's, let's hop into a prayer and, um, we'll get going. So dear Lord God, I, I thank you so much, um, for today, Lord, thank you that, um, I have this podcast, Lord, and I appreciate uh, the ability that I have to just hop on here and just enjoy it and talk to these people, Lord. And, and, and God, I thank you that you use this podcast in people's lives to change their lives, to impact them, Lord. And I just have to show up and, and uh, just abide by your spirit, Lord. So I pray that you would help me to do that tonight, Lord, that you would help me to um, speak the words of you, Lord, and any words that I speak that are not of you, God, that they would just be forgotten, that they would be thrown um, far away, Lord. And, uh, yeah, God, in everything that your name would be glorified. So uh, we just praise you and we thank you. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, cool. So with that, let's hop over to um, Mark 1. I don't go in Mark much, but so anyways, you guys know the story, right? Jesus calling the disciples. Mark is very simplistic. So it's like, here's how it goes. This is what he does. This is what he does. This is what he does. And so as Jesus, we're going to start at Mark 1, 16 through 18. I know I'm kind of picking this out of context a little bit, but because it is the story of Jesus, a lot of us know this. Again, um, Jesus says, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he, sorry, I don't, I said Jesus says, it says, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon his, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Now, I like personally the translation. I think uh, it's the old NIV or the NASB um, that says, let's see what it says here. Uh, 
117. Um, yeah, I will have you become fishers of people. Okay, that's fine. Um, it used to say, I will make you fishers of men, right? That's 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 the saying that uh, many people know and love. So I love that because following equals fishing, okay? I want you to remember that. Sorry, I'm not one of those weird preachers that always has these little like fun ways of like saying things, um, but this is one that I came up with, okay? Following equals fishing, okay? So if you're going to follow Jesus, that means you're going to be a fisherman for Jesus. Now, obviously, I understand many people are going to say, oh yeah, but he was just talking to Peter and and um, and his brother Andrew. Yes, but later, and we're going to get to that in a sec, Mark 16, Matthew 28, Jesus sends the disciples out. Jesus sends the people out and says, go out, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son. You know, actually, no, it just says in the name of Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Catholics changed that in 1100. But um, as you can see, I'm, I'm, I'm indoctrinated to their ways. But um, basically, when we decide to follow Jesus, we're not just saying I'm going to be a follower. We're also saying I'm going to be a fisher. It's, it's like... Um, being an apprentice. I'm going to follow you, learn, and then I'm going to do it. And that's the picture of Christianity. And a lot of people, we have a lot of professional apprentices uh, in the world right now. Many people who have been following, uh, quote unquote, um, I say that with air quotes, but they've been following for 10 years. Oh, they're professional followers, but they're not professional fishers. Okay. So the, the idea of following or the idea of being a apprentice is to turn the knowledge that you learn, go out and make disciples of all nations. Okay, so, and, and where do I back this up from? Okay, you go to Mark 16. You could also go to Matthew 28. Um, you guys know I'm kind of partial to Mark 16. Um, and that says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all Christians. Again, I want to be honest. I, I mean, I want to be truthful here. He is talking to the disciples, yes. But they're the forerunners for our faith. We're all called to be disciples. We're all called to be followers, okay? So this applies to all of us, although Jesus in the context is talking to his follower, to his uh, 11 disciples now because Judas was gone. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and they... And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Okay, so this is Jesus's call. We've talked about this verse extensively, but I'm going to keep preaching it until the end of time, unless the whole, I don't want to say the whole world, but until all Christians just decide to get off their, you know what, and go out and start making disciples. So I'm going to keep preaching it. I don't care. Um, but again, what is he saying here? He's saying, go out, make all, make disciples of all nations, preach the gospel. Whoever believes and baptized will be saved. And these signs will accompany those who believe. So, so what are a few things we can pull out from this is that when you go out on your way, one, you're going to preach the gospel. You're going to get people born again and your and signs and wonders will follow the work of God. Okay. Many people say, oh, you don't need signs and wonders, brother. Okay. Well, it says right here that these are the things actually that will follow anyone who actually believes. Okay, so super basic, super important. And this is our calling. It's to go out and make disciples. See, I think in, in the 21st century right now, I had to think for a second. I'm like, wait, this is the 21st century, right? Um, <laughs> uh, we're super into this idea of like, oh my gosh, you have a calling. Like, oh my gosh, live your purpose, you know, um, which is great and true as long as that purpose is biblical. Um, now, I think even Christians, I'm not talking about the world in general here. I'm really talking about Christians. They think that their purpose or, um, 
you know, they're get, like, I, I've, I've heard people say, you know, I'm really gifted at, um, singing. So I'm going to go be a professional singer. It's like, yeah, that's really cool. But how is that actually glorifying God? And people think, oh, I'm just glorifying God by just singing that, that alone glorifies him. And I'm like, okay, that's possible. But really what I want everyone to understand, and this is what I've had to come to understand. I think people like Justin, who I interviewed the other day, come to understand. And this is the only way you're going to walk into ministry and walk into helping others and walk into preaching the gospel is realizing that this is your one and only call. We all have a destiny to preach the gospel. Now it looks different for other people because there are different gifts. So the gifts are the means by getting that gospel out. But the purpose, the the plan for each person's life is to go out and make disciples. It's the same. I, I can say that super securely that our job, all of our jobs as humans is to be little Christ, is to know Christ and to make his name known. Okay. So we have to get rid of this whole idea that, you know, well, that's not my calling to do ministry. It's like, yes, it is. It's become a rare thing in the world to do ministry, but actually every Christian's job is to do ministry. Their job or whatever makes the money is secondary. And we see that in Paul's life, right? He, he made tents. He did work from time to time, but it was always secondary and it was always the means so that he could support his uh, ministry. So everything revolves around the ministry. And honestly, I don't even like the word ministry because it makes it this thing that sounds like, oh, I got to go to seminary or, oh, I got to have a platform or, oh, I got to preach, you know, when that's not true. Really, all you need is your Bible <laughs> and and a testimony to tell others and you need friends. And I'm sure all of you have a friend or two. Um, so we all have a, f- a purpose, okay? The way we fulfill that purpose is going to look different in all of our lives. But when I think as Christians, especially, we try to make all of our lives so unique. Well, this is my call. Well, this is my call. It's like, no, all of our calls, we're, remember, we're one body. So when a body works, when my body does something, it uses all of its members to accomplish one goal, right? Right now I'm using my eyes. I'm using my ears. I'm using my mind. I'm using my hands. You don't see it, but I'm making gestures as I'm talking. I'm using all the parts of my body to, to do one singular thing, which is to podcast to you guys right now. So if we are one body, we all have one purpose. It's just the hand might be doing something different from the mouth, which is speaking right now. I forgot to mention the mouth is also at work, but I hope that makes sense. Um, so we all have one mission where we don't have these special, you know, oh, you know, you're you're called to this and oh no brother i'm not called to ministry i'm not called to preach the gospel you know that's i'll support you financially it's like no really we're all called to do it it's just the means by which we do it is a different call yes some people are called to be a prophet some people are called to heal some people are called to preach but we're all accomplishing one goal as a team as one body okay i hope this all makes sense we're going to go into um depths in of that in a bit but let's talk about the story the parable that kind of got me into this um topic in the first place. So this is Matthew 25, uh, 14 through 46. It's used to be called the parable of the talents. I just noticed in the NIV, it calls it like the parable of the bags of gold or something. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I, I literally thought I was in the wrong chapter. Um, so let's see, I'm going to go, I was going to read the NASB, but I'm going to read the NIV for this. Actually, no, let's go to the NASB. I don't like that it talks about the bags of gold. It's just weird. <laughs> um, okay. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey. So, sorry, to give you context, Jesus has just told the story of um, 
the the virgins with their lamps, right? And and they go out and they're waiting for for Jesus to come back. And then a few of them leave because they didn't bring oil and they go to buy some oil. And at that time, Jesus comes, he, he picks up the ones that were ready and prepared and the rest of them don't make it into the kingdom of God, really, right? So he's talking about the kingdom here, okay? So just keep that in mind. So that's why it says, for it is just like, because he's using more and more analogies, okay? For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. So obviously in this parable, we see it very clearly, right? Um, The man who's about to go on the journey, who has the money or whatever, that represents God or or Jesus in this uh, scenario. And the slaves represent us, his his workers, okay? Um, So he called his own slave and entrusted his possessions to them. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Uh, I think in my version of the NIV, it says uh, talents of money. Uh, So this was a type of currency, I guess. I guess that's where they get bags of gold in the new NIV version. But, and he went on his journey. Okay. So the one who had received the five talents immediately went and did business with them and earned five more talents, right? So in our world, this looks like, you know, investing. And, you know, we always talk about with businesses, you need money to build a business. You need money to make money. Okay. So um, this is exactly what he does in that time. We don't exactly know how that looked, but he multiplied his money by using his money wisely. So um, he did business with them and earned five more talents. So he's at 10. In the same way, the one who had received the two talents earned two more, right? So they both doubled their money. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and bought five, brought five more talents saying, master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have earned five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have earned two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Now, the one who had received the one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid, so I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you still have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You worthless, lazy slave. Did you know, uh, did you know that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seed? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. Quote, for to everyone who has more shall be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away and throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Okay, so if you're not getting the picture yet, I'll I'll break this down, right? So the servants are us, Christians, followers of Jesus, right? Faithful slaves. And and slaves not meaning in the way you think it is here. It just means that we're indebted to this person, right? And that's how it is with God, right? We we are indebted to God. I know obviously there's the scripture that says, you know, I don't call you slave any longer, right? But um and that's beautiful that God allows us to have friendship with Jesus. But in the same way, in a way we we are slaves to the Bible also talks about you're a slave to whatever you make your master, right? Or your Lord. So we're we're a positive slave to Jesus in a good way. And to the glory of God, he allows us to know his plans and stuff. So anyways, um, so what happens here, right? Whatever 
God, I'm just going to use, I'm going to break down the analogy and start using God and us instead of the master and the slaves, right? Whatever God gives you, our job is to multiply it, is is not to hide it away. You know, I remember that song, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You know, the, the song about letting your light shine. It was a Christian song when you when I was growing up. Um, no, we need to let our light shine and allow whatever we have been entrusted with to be multiplied. So I've been entrusted entrusted with a testimony of what Jesus can do. If I don't tell anyone, I'm like that last slave who just goes and hides it in in the corner and doesn't say anything. And then on the last day was like, oh yeah, I was just saving this, you know, because I I was scared of of losing it or, or, you know, I was scared of being uncomfortable or messing up. So here, I just held on to it. And uh, here you go. And he's like, no. And and what does it say? He throws him out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, And Jesus often does this where he he kind of stops the metaphor, but without telling you and starts referring to hell or Gehenna or whatever you want to call it. Uh, when he referred to that place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is the final judgment, right? And we're going to get to it, but, uh, in verse 31 through 46, it talks about the final judgment. So, so what struck me about this verse is this is our life on earth. Okay. These in this analogy are all followers of Jesus, right? But it's clear one that some of them are not going to make it And two, it's clear that what God has given us is not just for us. It's to go out and tell others. We don't just get a Christmas gift and stick it in the corner and say, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that later. No, we open it. If it's a tool, we use it. God is coming. When Jesus comes back, he's looking for oil in your lamp. He's looking for you to be prepared. And he's going to ask you, what have you done for me? Right. And again, obviously we're not saved on, on the things that we have done, but we're going to, he's going to see if our faith if our belief in him was actually true, was actually satisfied by the things that we did to prove it. So how many of us who are listening right now have an amazing testimony who God has done many things through? Maybe he set you free from addictions. Maybe he's shown up in your life when it was the toughest. But how many of us have been ashamed of his name and have not shared with anyone? How many of us have hidden our light under a bushel and allowed the devil to reign supreme? Obviously, sharing the gospel is the most uncomfortable part about um, finding God because, and it's the hardest. Why? Because when you get born again, being born again is a selfish thing and, and it's it's valid and it's okay. It's it Selfish sounds bad, but selfish literally just refers to something being about you. When you get born again, you're looking to be set free and you're looking to follow God. So again, it's about you and it's about God. But when you go out to make disciples, it's nothing about you. It's only about God. And this is why it's really hard for a lot of people um, to actually go do it. Because when people come to Jesus and they get born again, they get quote unquote saved, they're looking for something for them to feel good, to feel right, to be free. And that's great. And praise God that he gives us that ability. But how many of us are actually looking to say, God, I just want to bring glory to your name. I want to make your name known among the nations. Not my will be done, not my life, right? About talking about um, in the last few episodes about, you know, you must lose your life to find it. How many of us have that perspective to say, you know what? Time is short. And there are many people in this world who don't, do not know Jesus. And if I don't speak up, how are they going to know? Right. I'm not going to read it. Romans 10, 14 through 15 talks about this, uh, exact idea. He's talking in context here about Israel, but he's saying like, if no one goes, how will they hear? And if no one hears, how will they believe? Right? So if we don't go out, in a way, those people's blood are, is on our shoulder because we've been 
Remember, the Bible says, to much who's been given, much will be asked, right? So if you've been given this amazing testimony, if God has set you free, he's given you grace and mercy upon mercy, then much will be asked of you to go out and share that and to give that to others, right? Freely, freely you have received, now freely give. And that's what really upsets me about this topic with a lot of people because a lot of people freely receive, but they don't actually freely give. If you've received this gift, this free gift of knowing Christ, of being set free from sin, then go out and give it to the world, okay? And I'm, I'm talking to myself here too. There's times where obviously, yes, our life is full-time ministry, sure. But I And I could sit back and say, yep, I'm good. But there are times still where I'm in, um, you know, whatever. We're out to eat. We're at Home Depot and I should be praying for more people. I should be encountering more people. I should be less in a rush, right? So I'm talking to myself too. There are levels to this. You will never be at the height you need to be. But the point is, number one, if you're sitting let's let's just read this because this I don't even need to say it. What does the master say to the guy who did nothing with what was given to him, right? This is Jesus basically talking to one of us at, on judgment day. You worthless, lazy slave. You offered no worth and you were lazy. You sat on your butt. You didn't go out. You didn't help anyone. You didn't cast out any demons. You didn't spread the gospel. You went to Bible study. You were comfortable. You sat in church. You rose your hands, but you never helped a single person to know Jesus. How can you truly love others? How can you, right? What was the greatest commandment? Love God, love love others. How can you love others if you don't even have the gumption or, or, or the desire to go and share? How can you love your friend when you've been friends with them for 10 years and you've barely ever brought up the name of Jesus because you're afraid that that person's going to reject you? How many of us have done this? And I'm talking to myself, I've done it. And it's funny because as I'm speaking, this, um, um, this verse is coming up. I think it's in Hebrews. I'm going to try to find it right now. Um, it's pretty strong. Uh, but I remember I had it as my screensaver for a while because I was like, whoo, well, that was hitting. Um, let's see. Uh, man. Oh, okay. Here we go. So I'm just going to pop this in real quick. Uh, it's Hebrews 10. Um, and, and actually he's quoting, uh, Isaiah and Habakkuk, I believe here. So, um, you, he says, verse 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Right? So Jesus is coming just like this master. He's coming back. And, but my righteous one will live by faith. So, so as Christians will be marked by faith, right? By, by signs and wonders, like Mark 16 says, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. How many of us are back shrinkers? <laughs> you know that, <laughs> you know the word backsliders, but this is a new one for you. Back shrinkers. <laughs> How many of us have shrunk back when there was an opportunity to share God, to share God's love? And I don't just mean being nice to someone. Okay. You weren't called to be a nice person. Yes. That's a part of following Jesus, but your main call is to make disciples. It's not just to be a nice human and get along with everyone. It's to truly love people to the point of self-sacrifice to where you say, I might lose this relationship with this person, but their salvation, them knowing God is much more important than me um, stewarding or or keeping this relationship because of comfort, right? So uh, my righteous one will live by face. He says, I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. No pleasure. And it says here, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So what is it saying? For those who shrink back, they will be destroyed. And what does the parable of the talent say? He said, you know, he throws them out. You worthless slave. Slow, throw them out into the darkness into the place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth if you're not getting it by now that's hell if you're not getting it by now that's that's eternal um 
uh, separation from Jesus, right? And this all comes down to, are we willing to take what God has given to us and spread it to the world? You might be here in this place listening right now, and you might be in a season where you're saying, God, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what your plan is. The Bible clearly outlines what his plan is for every single person. Now, God's going to give you revelation on how to attain that plan. Don't get me wrong. It's like the podcast, right? I knew the plan was to go and help and make disciples, but he showed me that the podcast um, was the means to that and also my ministry that I do uh, with a family. But he showed me that this was my personal means, right? He will show you that, but you need to first align with his will being your will, right? And saying, okay, God, I know your call for me. It's to go out and make disciples. It's to go out and help people to know Jesus. And that's not just checking a box on me. Like, okay, God, I'll go work on the worship team or I'll go, you know, do lights at my church. Okay. That's great. And that's super cool. But really, no, those aren't gifts talked about in the Bible. The Bible talks about going out, making disciples. And what does that require? Preaching the gospel, right? Telling people, this is where I was before Jesus. This is where I am after. And you can be there too. Turn from your sin, be baptized in water for the forgiveness of your sins and be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you have the ability to go on not sinning anymore, okay? Man, this is strong, but it's so important, okay? And it's even gotten to the point with our ministry, it's like, I don't want to cast out demons out of people. I don't want to baptize. I'll say it a different way. It's not that I don't want to. I mean, there is a part of that, but it's more than that. It's I don't even feel that it's biblical to be casting out demons out of people, baptizing people and stuff, if they're not willing to go out and do the same thing for other people, right? Freely you receive, freely give. And 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 I love what someone said um, once, um, quoting Matthew 28, where they said, uh, you know, he says, go out, um, Go out, uh, make disciples of all nations, you know, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and teaching them to obey. So it's a it's a two-part thing, right? Baptizing and teaching them. If people don't want to be taught that they don't need to get baptized, and they definitely are not ready to go out and make disciples if they're not willing to be taught. Now, how do we do this? Okay, that's that's the question, obviously. Because again, in, in a lot of Christian circles, we talk about these things, but actually going and doing them, I understand. Uh, it's really hard. And it's like, well, 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 what does that look like? You know, how do I, how do I actually accomplish that? And, and I think it's keeping it simple to the point of literally just saying, if you have a friend and you have a testimony, combine the two, share with what them, what Jesus has done. If you truly believe what Jesus said about that, these people who are living in their sin will go to hell, then we need to ring the bell. We need to sound the alarm. We need to share with people. And this is how you do it. It's not, you don't need to go out and get a podcast. You don't need to go out and get a podium to preach at. God might have all that for you someday, but it's showing that He's faith, you're faithful in little things, right? What what did what did in, in the parable, see, it's all just come back to the parable. It's so cool. Um, but what did the parable say, right? He said, you were faithful in little, so now I'll make you rule over much. So if you're faithful in little, preach the gospel to this guy, pray for this guy at the store, tell your friend about Jesus then he will give you a platform. He will give you the ability to talk to the nations, but you're not ready to talk to a massive group of people if you can't even do this in your own kitchen, in your own house. This is self-sacrifice. This is forgetting the old, uh, uh, losing your old life, losing being cool, losing being normal, and, and coming into agreement with that. I have to go out and be uncomfortable and share what Jesus has done for me. Because if I don't, I will be separated from God someday. We were called, if you're going to follow, you're going to be fishing, okay? You can't follow without fish. 
You can't, sorry, can't follow without fish. <laughs> 95.9, the fish. <laughs> if you know that, if you're from California, oh man, that's that's the OG radio station for Christian music. But um, I'm, I'm a big K-Love now, guy now. But um, no, if you're following, you're going to be fishing. And if you're not fishing, then are you really following? Because you can only follow so long before you start actually applying things. Don't come wrong. There's a period. If you're new, if you just got born again, sit back and just learn the word. Get sound on your doctrine. But be ready because God's going to call you to start talking to other people and sharing what was shared with you. Most people that are listening here today, they received the gospel. They were born again because someone told them. So you need to be that person to someone else. If you don't tell someone Put yourself in that scenario. What if no one ever told you? You probably wouldn't be here today. That's the perspective we need to have. Even if it was your parents, they were faithful in doing that. How can we be faithful for other people? Man, um, this is going to be a short podcast. I'm, I'm almost pretty much done, but... I think the point is there and it's, it's very clear. And I don't mean, I don't need every podcast to be an hour and a half. Come on. <laughs> the, the point is there. Um, it's very important. Um, yeah, I want to go, let's see. I have a few, um, things that I'm, I'm actually not going to read because I just think they don't super apply. Um, uh, let's see. This, this is good. Let's let's keep reading after the talents. Um, so, right, he says, I'm going to throw you in gnashing of teeth, weeping, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another, just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on the right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the, the ranch, then the ranches, then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we we see you as a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you. And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the King Jesus will answer and say to them, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Right? So he's talking to all the brothers and he's saying, Hey, they're like, when did we see you? Jesus, you said we took care of you when you were sick and all this stuff. When we, we never did that. We don't remember seeing you. He's like, no, no, no. When you did that for the other brothers that are now sitting here because of your testimony to them, when you did that, you were actually doing that to me. So when we serve the gospel, when we help people, when we pray for people, when we help people get born again, when we disciple people, remember discipleship isn't just going out in the street and praying for people. It's meeting with them weekly, teaching them things, helping them to obey, helping them to understand uh, God. This is actually the hard part. Going out and being an evangelist is one of the easier things because you just drop the knowledge, you drop the seed and you're out. When you're a disciple, you're a part of the watering process, right? But sorry, I I just got to throw that tidbit in before I forget about it. But again, what is Jesus saying here? When you help these these people and you teach people the gospel, people now in in context, we're all sitting there with all the other brothers. You're you're doing this unto God, so you want to please God. You want to you want to bear fruit that that um, pleases God. Then to do that, we need to go out and make disciples, right? And and now he keeps going. 
Then he will also say to those on the left, depart from me, you accursed people into eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison. And you did not visit me. Then they, then they themselves also will answer Lord. Now this is interesting. They call him Lord. These are Christians. These are people who called themselves Christians on the earth. This isn't talking about the unsaved and the saved. I mean, it is because one side is, is not going to make it, but these are all people that thought they were saved, thought they were born again. So he says, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Right there in sorrow. They're not saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. We didn't do that because no, these people consider themselves to be followers of Jesus. But were they really, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or as a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them. Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me either. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Wow. So again, these were followers of Jesus, just like the last uh, verses we read about the talents. Yet Jesus separated them and they went to eternal judgment. Why? Because they did not clothe those who were naked. They did not feed those who were hungry. They did not help those who were sick. They did not pray for them. Guys, how many of this is, how many of these people are us right now? How many of us have received all these things from God, but we have not given it to the least of these? Is God going to say to you one day at the end, you didn't clothe me. You didn't feed me. You didn't visit me. Wow. Every person on this earth, God cares equally amount, uh, equally about. And if we're not willing to treat them as such, we're, we're in that, that, that space that we could literally be facing judgment someday. This is, I hate to say it alert here, but this is a heaven and hell issue. If you are not willing to go out and make disciples and help others, have you really received something from God? Because if you received God's love, then you would truly feel God's love and you would, you would make a return on that investment. You would go out and pour out that love to others. So I think I'm just going to leave it here, guys. We have to go out and make disciples. This is a key part to following Jesus. Following God is knowing Christ and making him known. I want you to remember that. I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. Knowing God and making him known. Those are the two steps. Yes, some of us, if you don't know God, don't start making him known yet. You need to go out and maybe, you know, learn about him a little bit. I'm not saying go to seminary. Please don't do that. Um, but, you know, spend some time in his presence. Learn from him. Pray. But also, if you know about him, if you've, if you've been a Christian for years and you're just dragging your feet, it's time to go make him known because this is, he is not, he, sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting too passionate here, but <laughs> he does not take pleasure in those who shrink back, right? Hebrews 10, right? And if you do not help the least of these, these will go away into eternal punishment and you will not be with the righteous on judgment day. Guys, we need to go out and make disciples. Freely you have been given. Freely you have received. Now freely go and give back. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that, you guys. I love you guys. It's a little shorty for you guys. <laughs> I haven't done one under an hour in, man, months. Um, but I love you guys. I know this is a strong preaching. And I'm, I'm talking to myself here. But I really encourage you this week when you're out and about. Uh, or, or let's make it simpler. Whatever friend, maybe you haven't been totally honest with your faith, I want you to, to talk to them this week. I want you to pray for them. I'll, I, don't say, well, I'm just waiting for God to open the door. I'm just waiting. That can be an excuse we use to the bank. Now, don't get me wrong. That's true sometimes. But you need to go and just share. If, if, you, 
if you won the lottery today, I bet you, you would be posting that all over the gram. You'd be telling everyone, right? It was like all this, you know, political stuff going on in the last few years. I have once posted about it on Instagram. Actually, I made an Instagram post about this and I pretty much got canceled by like 50 of my friends. But I'm like, every, all these Christians post about all these social issues, but no one posts about God. No one posts about that you need to go and repent. No one's trying to open the eyes of the blind because it's not a priority. So if you're excited about your dog and you're posting it on Instagram, you're excited about, you know, the news and you're posting it on Instagram, you're excited about your new job, then are you not excited about Jesus? Has he really truly changed your life? Because if he has, I'm pretty sure you'd be saying something about it. Get out there, share the gospel, make disciples. It says if you have a little sister or a little brother, start pouring into them, start making a disciple right there. Start at your front door. You don't need to go to Africa. <laughs> to make a disciple. And actually the, the biggest way to judge if someone, you know, is truly, I, I believe on fire for God and really wants to make his name known is having the willingness to make his name known in your hometown. And I know that's the scariest place, but that's why it's, that's why it's a good way to judge if it's true or not. Anyone can go to Africa and talk about Jesus. The biggest sinner can do that, but going and being a Jesus freak in your own town. Now that takes courage. That takes the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord God, thank you for this message, Lord. Um, thank you for allowing it to be concise and straightforward and right to the point, Lord. And I just pray that everyone who listens tonight, Lord, or today um, would benefit from it, God. And God, that we truly would fill that poll. I pray for myself, Lord. Please just give me more willingness to slow down at the grocery store, at Costco, at at Home Depot, God, and, and see someone in need. Pray for someone. Speak about you, Lord. Um, God, we want to make your name known, Lord. Uh, on the biggest of platforms and on the smallest of stages, Lord, when no one else is watching, Lord. I truly believe that's actually what you're more pleased with, God. So, Lord, let this cut at least one person deep into the heart, Lord, so that they would go out, make disciples, Lord, that they would walk into their calling, the same calling that we all have. Help them not to question that. Help them to know that that is the calling, Lord. You might not be telling them directly because you've already said it, God. You've already made it known. So we thank you, Lord. Give us a fervor. Give us a love for the lost. Break our hearts for people who don't know you, Lord, who truly are blind, Lord, but that are that are good ground, Lord, people that you have prepared. God, lead us to those people so that we can help them to truly know you and to know the gospel and to be set free. And that one day on Judgment Day or one day in paradise, we'll all be sitting there together reminiscing on when we met them at the grocery store. We met them um, for lunch at, at McDonald's or whatever, Lord. Um, so we just thank you, God, for um, your ministry, Lord. Help us to walk into that. And Lord, I pray that as we do that, signs and wonders would just accompany um, your message, Lord. So um, Lord, we just praise you. We glorify your name and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. One of the shortest podcasts today. I love it. I'm stoked. For all you haters out there saying I need to shorten the podcast, I'll never do it. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a this was a special moment okay <laughs> might not be seen again um all right you guys i love you guys um take this message to heart seriously don't let a moment pass by all right you guys we'll, we'll talk to you soon thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the jesus is offensive podcast if you liked what you heard we're on instagram check us out jesus is offensive uh, or if you want to check out our website, jesusisoffensive.com, uh, we have more podcasts on there. You can check that out at the podcast page. Uh, we also have 
cool apparel and another collection we're releasing on January 13th. Uh, and if you like what we're doing over here and you want to be a part of it, you want to make a donation, you can go to our about page uh, and you can donate there. And if you'd like to get in contact with us for prayer or questions, uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, our email is hello at jesusisoffensive.com. I really appreciate you guys all tuning in and we will see you guys next week.